Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All right, welcome back to the Handmade Podcast, episode 69. How you doing, wow, we're Derek? Getting up there. I'm doing we're great. Up there. Doing great. I know it's amazing, isn't it? They just keep stacking up. Mm-hmm. I never thought we'd make it to 69. Yeah, Paul didn't make it to 69. Yeah, Paul. It's too Paul, bad. I liked Paul. He was a yeah. good guy. Yeah, He'll, we uh, we are currently recording without Paul because Paul is on a, a jet skiing excursion or something. I don't know. What do you think he's doing right now? <laughs> I thought he was going to jet ski around um, Cape um, Cape Hope or Cape Horn. What is that around South America? I think that's uh, what the he Horn was of doing. Africa. Something like that. One of those horns he was going around. I think nice. that's what he said. Yeah. yeah, good for him. Well, yeah, Paul is on vacation, so we're uh, it's just Derek and me today. But hopefully, he's having a good time. He doesn't get abducted. Do you think when he goes on vacation, he goes out? Or do you think he just stays in on vacation? Nah, he goes to bed by like 8.30 and then gets up in the morning at like 4 and it's a normal yeah. thing. Yeah, all his it's friends like a are just going to bed. He, he gets yeah. up in the morning and all his friends are just coming in to, from the clubs. It's so funny <laughs> because I, like, when I was Paul's age, I did a lot more partying. Um, uh-huh. And... Now at 33, I can't keep up with my 33 year old friends because I I uh-huh. just like go to bed early, get up early, like work seven days a week. So I can only imagine how different Paul is than his friends that he grew up with in terms yeah. of like like even if Paul's like, oh, I'm going to stay out. We're all going to go out tonight at like 10 o'clock. He's got to be exhausted because I know like by 1030, I'm like almost asleep. Cause I'm yeah. so tired. Cause that's like my, my rhythm is like, go to bed at 10, wake up at five 30, you know? Yeah. Yeah. See, I, I wish I was more like that. I can't be like that. I'm, I'm just a, a straight up night person. I force mm-hmm. myself to get up early. Like, but it, it just, I rather stay up all night long, you know, stay up. Like I went to bed at three in the morning the other night and uh, I was just working on some stuff, but you know, I make sure I set my alarm for seven, seven thirty the next morning, so I'm up because I it just kills me to sleep in. But to go to bed early, just to get up early, I, I can't do it. I can't do it. It kills me. I don't like it. Yeah, I mean I uh I like when I'm working at night mm-hmm. I would rather stay up an extra three hours to get something done that day than tell myself like, Okay, if I go home now I'll get up early and I'll take care of it. Like I hate that. Yeah. I'd rather if I'm in the middle of something like and you're in a different spot because your shop is at your house. So you can just uh-huh. keep going yeah. and then go upstairs and go to bed. But like uh, and my yeah. shop's close enough. But even still, yeah, I'd much rather I like to get to the, the stopping point that I had in my head versus some people uh-huh. I know can like work and say, OK, at 10 o'clock, I'm done. I'm going home no matter where I am in the project. Like I'll stay up and stay yeah. out as long as I have to, you know, for something like that. Yeah. But then yeah. I'll still the try to get, get up at 6 a.m. the next day. <laughs> yeah, you have to. I, I could never yeah. sleep in just because it's such wasted time, you yeah. know. I You know, just I, I never understood that. Like when somebody <laughs> sleeps till like 10, 11, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, my God, I, I couldn't imagine doing that. But um, sometimes when I'm up late, like you make stupid mistakes, and I'm always – I try not to like use like – dangerous stuff and and things like that and that's kind of what happened the other night i was you know and i've been in the shop early all you know this last week i'm going early i'm down here 10 12 14 hours but i was like you know what let me just mix up this little bit of epoxy and go to bed so i'll be all set for tomorrow if i get it done now it can sit all night undisturbed beautiful and I went to mix it up, and I started mixing it, and I made the sign prior, but it wasn't mixed well enough, and the colors kind of separated. Mm-hmm. So I says, I'm going to mix this really good and use an electric mixer. 
So I go to use it. It's a full cup. I says, you know what? Let me put it on low, mix it. Well, the problem was it was already on low. So when I switched it on to low, I uh. actually switched it on to high. I hit the gun, and it went everywhere. Uh. And when I tell you, it went everywhere. Uh. It went everywhere. What were you mixing in a total boat so cup pissed. or in like a solo cup? Yeah. Yeah, it was a total boat cup. It was the like tall a short, one. A short, and, okay, because uh, no, I've, gotten tall trouble, boy. I've gotten in trouble with the short cup. Yeah, I'm like, oh, yeah. I'll just mix it real quick. And next thing you know, I'm wearing yeah. it. Yeah, I get a little stingy with the cups because I don't like to waste them, obviously. So do I. Just like everything else. But I, I this was a, a lot of epoxy, so it was a big cup. And it was like just a, like a stream of it shot out. And it was like <laughs> slow motion. And so it went all over me. It, it hit me right across the stomach, and it, oh. I had, like, my nice little overshirt I always wear down here. Like, Mr. Rogers, I come down here, I put on my dirty my dirty black and white shirt that I've had on for the last two years. And um, it went all over that. That comes right off. I wipe off the undershirt. That shirt goes in the trash. Then I take it out of the trash. I wipe my sneakers off. Then I got... I. I didn't have work my work pants on. I had good jeans on because I was out. Because oh. I have like two good pairs of jeans. The rest are all shitty. So my good jeans get covered. So now, and then I look, I had a nice, nice, um, I put down butcher paper because the mm-hmm. epoxy doesn't stick to it or go through it. Well, it went all over everywhere on the brand new table that just was surfaced. New rails in it from Armatech. And uh, it got in between all the cracks, everything. It was just a nightmare. It was so depressing and defeating. I just was so pissed. And then on top of that, it was like I I, I wasted a lot of epoxy. And the, mm-hmm. the problem was it was instantly as I mixed it. So it wasn't even mixed. So the shit that got everywhere didn't even harden up. It was just goopy oh. everywhere. And you know how that is. It's like I rather spill mixed epoxy so at least it will get hot. That stuff, when it's not mixed, it just, like, stays goopy forever, you know? Dude, do so you remember, it, it do you remember what happened to me, like, three years ago when I was cutting the angle iron in my shop? Do you remember this? So, like, no. three years ago, I was cutting angle iron with my uh, with that, like, uh, evolution saw. You know, it's not mm-hmm. like a hot saw, but it's still fast. Yes. And every yeah. time I would cut it, the off cut would shoot across the room. And I, like, I thought it was mm-hmm. hysterical, so I was, like, filming yeah. it with my phone. Yeah. The fucking angle shot across the room into the machine shop and hit a thing of total boat epoxy on the floor oh, about an God. inch from the bottom. And I didn't oh, notice. I just kept going. I just kept working. And then oh. later that night, I went to go and shut off the lights. And there oh. was there was almost a full gallon of just epoxy on the floor. Oh, no God. hardener. It took so long to get that floor to be actually clean and i actually put hardener in it at a certain point i <laughs> so hard to clean it up i couldn't get it clean so i just dumped some yeah. hardener in it and then wiped that into the floor and that eventually hardened but yeah oh my god it was so, and, oh, and i had god. just started working with total boat and i felt like such a dick because i had wasted an entire gallon of epoxy well it's funny you said that because i um so I was bitching about this recently, and I never told this. I'll tell this story now. So I was looking for one foot of wire I had. I had saved it. When I got my CNC, there was a foot of wire I cut off, and it was a really heavy gauge. I'm like, I am not throwing this out. Yeah. So I moved this thing around for two years. I knew I had it, and I could not find it, right? Uh, so finally, I, like I, I've given up. I'm like, I can't find that. So I had misplaced all the metal I got from K&S Metals, oh, that yeah. big display, I put yep. that in a box and I couldn't find it. So I was complaining to Keith about it. And I was like, Keith, you don't understand. This isn't like the size of a, like a ring box. This is a big box of heavy metal. Like so I'm looking everywhere. I'm, yeah. <laughs> like a so fridge. I'm moving everything. Well, it was out of the display case, but it was still oh. a big ass box. Yeah. So I'm moving everything around. I can't find it, right? So I have a cabinet where I keep the the resin, and I take all the resin out. I put it back. I'm like, oh, my God. So all of a sudden, like about three hours later, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to check over there one more time. I walk over there. There's a puddle of epoxy on the floor. I'm like, oh, my God. I must have knocked something over. I couldn't, right? So now I have like four gallons of it over there because Total Boat's nice enough to send me so much epoxy. And one of them... There was a piece of wire sticking out, the um, bailing wire. Uh-huh. It put a hole right through the uh-huh. bottom of it, right? 
Only about two inches or three inches went. But you know what? It's like, do you ever see the video of Barstool Sports? It was just on. They talk about the um, paper towels, how school paper towels, how they suck. Mm -hmm. It shows the milk on the counter. And the guy keeps wiping it. And it's like more milk keeps coming, right? That's so funny, right? Well, that's how this was. It was like you would have thought there was three gallons. Like yeah. like a cup of water doesn't look like much until you spill it on your desk, you know? Yeah, on your laptop. And, oh, my God. Yeah, it's like this epoxy was everywhere. And I couldn't uh, figure out what gallon it was coming because it was just a tiny little pinhole. And they're all covered with it. I'm like, you got to be shitting me. But I tell you what. I use that super clean. They sent me that that purple shit, that super clean. They sent me the um a, a can of the absorbent stuff. It's like powder. That shit was unbelievable. I sprinkled it down. It absorbed almost 90% of it. Like, there was Who just a tiny that? little super film of it. Super Clean did? Yeah, it's a little plug for Super Clean. Thank nice. you. That's $1. But, no, it, it just, it was, uh, it was really stuff. good. Yeah, the absorbent stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, what I wound up doing yeah. with mine was it was right next to the water jet. So, I just threw some garnet on the ground. <laughs> it was horrible horrible. and then i was like what do i do with this punctured thing of epoxy because you can't throw it away it's got to go to like the the chemical waste recycling program that's when you just throw it in something else and throw it away right oh my god it was a disaster (laughs) cleaning up epoxy is like the worst thing yeah the extra epoxy i have now i just um i dump it in the bucket on my camera stand i got a bucket at the bottom so that thing's just gonna fill up with epoxy nice what'd you put uh, cement in it yeah 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 that's why i've seen some people they do that they like just fill up a thing with it and just keep filling it up like to keep track of how much they waste but i i get unless i mix like a custom color i try to use as little as possible i mean like i said they're nice enough to send it to me but i'm so stingy with it it just i just don't like to waste it you know it just feels wasteful but um but but i do colors like this this was a custom color this was a redo from christmas this thing came out perfect only little thing was this little tiny at the top here but this is probably the nicest one I've ever done. Yeah, no, this thing. I can't came see out the defect. Beautiful. It looks beautiful. Yeah, yeah, it did. Yeah, it's for Kirk Kirkman Racing, and this kid I had uh, done it. He needed it as a Christmas gift. It's funny. He needed it for Christmas. It wasn't going to be done in time. Um, I screwed it up, and I was like, "Listen, dude, I can send you this out, but I'll make you another one." I was like, "Don't even pay me." Don't even pay me for it. He's like, no, let me send you some. I says, dude, don't even pay me. I says, when I send you the real one, you can pay me then. So um, I, I ship it out to North Carolina. He gets it in time for Christmas. The person, he, I think it was his father or something he's given to, he gets COVID. He literally gave it to the guy yesterday. <laughs> so I'm like, I almost could have had it by the deadline, you know. Oh, but I, yeah, I just sent him a picture of it. He goes, oh, I love it. But it came out so nice. The color is so nice. But it looks beautiful. And now, what are you getting that rich color with? Is uh, that with that's with that's total boat pigment? so that I don't one. Know a lot it's about both. Epoxy yeah. That way. So that one there, that's both. That's Mixall, and um, I got the original color from Black Diamond and mm-hmm. uh, Total Boat's white to kind of tone it down. Mm-hmm. It's funny. Um, Black Diamond has a blue that's that exact color. Mm-hmm. It's like a, a what is that like a, a royal blue or something? Yeah, call royal it. blue. Yeah, and when you mix it with the epoxy though, it turned like real bright, bright blue. So I kind of toned it down with um, the Total Boats pigment. Mm-hmm. Their pigments are amazing, but for those bright, bright colors, I use the Mix All pigments. They're they're really nice. You know, they uh, they make some nice stuff, and, and they all are the Black Diamond. If you're using something that likes um, more like like metallic-y like look and that's why i'm trying to um you know it just seems like i always have something going that somebody's paying me for black diamond sent me a ton of pigment and the colors are like unbelievable like i really want to make something just to show off their colors like i thought they had like 20 colors they have i i, I don't know how many colors they have they they definitely have over 100 because i probably have just about one of every one of their colors and um yeah, it's got to like be I pretty damn close i think i bought an assortment of black diamond pigment like seven or eight years ago when i was working in my garage and i feel like yeah. it was like 30 colors and yeah for the life of me i have no idea where it is um yeah and it's like in my attic somewhere you know like because it was in <laughs> i remember this these kids that i knew were they were really into like uh 
what is it? Uh, those like vape pens. And one of them yeah. was like, oh, I saw a video where you can make like a like a sleeve for a vape pen with epoxy, but I want to mm. tint it with a cool color. And I remember him asking me about black diamond pigments. And I was like, oh, I have those. I've never even opened the box. And I lent them to him. And then I remember getting them back like in like a fucking grocery bag, like all the glass jars clanging against each other and being like, you're a dick. You know, like I, yeah. I literally gave you like a brand new thing to try to be helpful. Mm. And I get back yeah. like a crushed box and like a grocery bag. I was like, so pissed. <laughs> but ever since Did then, you, uh, I think it's like in an attic somewhere. Probably yeah. Yeah. Just give yeah. up and buy a brand new one. But you know, yeah. Do you ever meet the owners of um, black diamond? I think then if mm-hmm. I remember Chris and, I think it was Tara. I don't know if it was his wife or his girlfriend. There were a couple, I believe. But uh, they are so nice. I, I met them at uh, Maker Camp and mm-hmm. uh, talked to them for quite a while. But uh, just he has just such a, a really cool story. He just started with, um, you know, a, a couple bucks and, and a dream, you know. And um, mm-hmm. I believe, like, I think it was like his parents' basement or something like that. But he was, like, mixing things and packaging things up all on his own and i mean he seems pretty successful now i mean i don't know obviously his personal information but they seem to have it together the two of them but i've talked to them since then um through instagram and i I really want to do something nice for them but um make a nice little sign but um they sent me so many colors it's like i can't even begin to think of what to do with them you know it just and they're all so beautiful all the different colors you know the metallics and the golds and you know they they got so many great great colors but um but yeah yeah there's a lot you can do with that kind of stuff izzy swan just posted something today about like his like new uh he's making like epoxy uh molds and Uh um he did something with like kind of like a river table and like yeah, he he's been he posted something today, which I thought was really interesting about like or maybe it was yesterday He posted something where he was saying how like quickly him and his partner can make, you know, 40 cutting boards or whatever. And like each cutting board sells for between 60 and 120 dollars. So like basically trying to like trying to do the math to say if you do this work and you commit the time to do these things you could mm. potentially make like X amount of dollars. Um, yeah. And uh, I don't know. I thought that was interesting. And it's like so many people are, so many people want to do, um, you know, this kind of stuff. They want to make cutting boards. They want to make charcuterie boards, whatever. And they can't yeah. see the light at the end of the tunnel uh, and how they can make it profitable. And it's like, you know, uh, I don't know that. I don't, I don't know if Izzy and those guys actually like, use that as a business or if they can kind of just prove the model by kind of like looking at the math but i mean Mm. if you go around and you have a stock of cutting boards and izzy says like you know bring it around to stores within like a 45 minute radius of where you live you know Mm -hmm. just bring it to stores and say you know i want to sell my cutting boards in these stores and let them take a commission and it's like a lose-lose you know if you're giving them the inventory and they don't have to pay for it up front yeah wouldn't they do it you know yeah yeah exactly Um, Exactly. So, you know, it's just interesting. I mean, it's, making it's products funny. is a grind. Did you say he's making the molds? He's the, doing, the molds he's experimenting to? with molds right now, he said. I'll have um, to look into that because it's funny because I was thinking of buying a mold to make mm-hmm. a, um, a, a coffee table. Yeah. And somebody had recommended this guy up in Canada. Yeah, and um, elements. But somebody, they, they're not that cheap. Um, I forget what it was. There was a couple of them I seen, but... They're all up in Canada. I'm like, yeah. doesn't anybody local make molds for, you know, epoxy? And because I imagine, you know, the shipping and I don't know about the customs, how that all works and everything like that yeah. coming from Canada. But I was like, somebody local's got to make it. I mean, it can't be that difficult to make a make a mold. I imagine they just take a piece of foam or whatever and kind of cover it with some type of resin or epoxy and, you know, do it. I, well, I don't, a lot I don't of these know. guys are making them out of UHHM. You know, um, yeah. and what Izzy did, you could see it if you, I think it was on his story. It like because normally they'll take like a slab of you know like two inch thick or three inch thick, right? And there's all this waste. But what Izzy did, and I'm pretty sure, is he did it in steps. And then what he uh-huh. did was he made a router template for it. So you wouldn't it wouldn't matter if you got you know like those steps in the side of the epoxy pour because if you have a router template that'll clean it up afterwards. 
You know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. So I think that's yeah. the way that Izzy's trying to optimize it because it doesn't make sense to do it out of thick material and turn most of it into dust. You know, it makes the most yeah. sense how to do it out of the thinnest material you can and make borders and, you know, go from there. So I don't know. Was, yeah. He's always got some crazy product cooking up, you know? Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. No, I know. He, he's he got a good thing some, going. Uh, crazy stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I'll have to look into that because, yeah. like I said, uh, I wanted to. I bought a couple slabs and I wanted to do something with them. You know, like I said, I'm not really sure. I I don't want to do a big table just because I think it's a little bit difficult to try to sell a table and mm-hmm. it's just it's just big. I mean, you yeah. have to you know move it around. It's heavy, all that other good shit. So, I think I'll do something small. You know, do something and you know figure that out that way it's funny i i always say like you know i'm never going to do that but it you know I, I look at these things and people just aren't sick of them you know it's funny people <laughs> yeah, everybody who's not in the community loves them you know so i mean who am i to judge hey you know if it, just you know if the people want it you have to give the people what they want dude you know that's right that's right that's right give them what they want if they want yeah. you know if they want signs give them signs yeah, I'll give them the signs. Just just let me know. I'll make you whatever you want. What else have you been uh, working you... on other than a sign? What else has been going on? Um, let me think. So I can't remember if I mentioned it last time. When the last time we talked? I did my CNC table over. Did I talk oh, about yeah. that last no. time? No, I've been seeing so, it on Instagram. It, it looked yeah. like a big, a big endeavor, but I'm sure it was worth it because it looks awesome. It was, and it wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. I copied uh, the design from Jay Bates, and I tagged him on Instagram, and he reached out to me, which was very, very nice of him. And we talked back and forth, and he gave me uh, some information that he had felt. And it's, um, you know, it's funny. I got a bunch of the clamps from Armor Tool, and they're great clamps. I don't know if I'd actually use those, though, because I'm just nervous that something would pop off the table. Like, I don't know if they're really made to hold down stuff for a CNC. Mm, like with the vibration for, and stuff? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, just to, you know, I, I mean, I'd hate to just be finishing a piece and have it pop out, but I tell you, the T-Track, it's unbelievable. It goes down so easy. It, mm-hmm. It's just very, you know, it's real heavy duty, and it's just, uh, it was just great. So it wasn't bad. Once I got going with it and just got my measurements and everything, cut up the MDF, put it in between it, I glued it all and um, held it down with clamps and everything like that, so you know, a couple of people thought it was a good idea. A couple of people thought it was a bad idea gluing down the um, spoil board. But at the end of the day, you just can keep surfacing it. You know what I yeah. mean? So, And then once it's surfaced down to nothing, you just add another piece to it. So, um, you know, yeah. I have, um, I hate to say this, it's been down two weeks. And I don't know if this person really wants me to mention it, but... I think it's all going to come up or at least half of it's coming up because I think I'm going to be adding a vacuum table to it. So I'm very, very excited about that. So that kind of just was in the works today. And um, I don't want to say where I'm getting it from just yet because I don't know how much they would want me saying something. But Mm -hmm. I have a deal with somebody where they're going to be cutting me a custom vacuum table insert for it. Um, I think I'm only going to do half the table, though. I don't know. They think yeah. that's a stupid idea, but I don't know that it's stupid. I, I Two reasons I was thinking of doing half. because One, because um, I only use half the table. I've mm-hmm. never used this whole table. One time I've used the whole table, and mm-hmm. it was only six feet of it. So that's one reason. And two... I think because it would be nice to have, like, two different style tables, you know. But, you know, I'll see. I, I, I got to really think about it, what I want to do. And, um, you know, but uh, but I'm excited. I, I can't wait to get it. Because that's what, if you've seen Seed, that's, like, the number one pain in the ass thing mm-hmm. is securing things. For me, it is. That and changing tools, you know. <laughs> so an automatic tool change would be super nice. But, you know... Um, the vacuum table that that is really you know would be a nice addition so yeah i have a vacuum table on my cnc but it pull it's pulling through my mdf um yeah you know, yeah and it, it works yeah. pretty good yeah. because but the thing is like for me a lot of the stuff that i'm doing is really small 
So, like, yeah. in order for me to fully utilize my vacuum table, I'd have to do, like, the thing with the gasket material. So I just yeah, use yeah. super glue and double stick tape 99.9% yeah. of the time. Or I just screw right down into my spoil board. So, yeah. um, you know, but you, everybody... But if you block it down, like, can you put sheets of uh, MDF to block it? Will that, so like, work the, for small stuff? The best stuff, thing to or? do is use plastic. So, like, I have, like, some sheets of, like, corrugated plastic from Home Depot that, like... Because my vacuum table, I think, it's interesting because it, it technically it has three zones, but yeah. it doesn't have baffles for the zones. So okay. if you looked at my vacuum table before I put the MDF on it, there's three big holes that pull the vacuum. Yeah, yeah. The problem is there's no baffles underneath to, like, turn any to of them To stop, off. yeah, yeah. So what they so recommend it's always you do is take, three. like, sheets of plastic and put them over the areas that you're not using. But yeah. in my experience, if I'm not using a full two by four foot sheet of material, my vacuum doesn't pull enough to uh, to do the trick. So I mean, yeah. it's great when I'm doing a full sheet, and for me, a full sheet is is two by two, like a, a two by four. Like I said, if I'm doing a full sheet and I can vacuum it down, it's amazing. But for me, like I think yeah. nine out of ten, I don't actually have that opportunity to use that size material. But it's all right. I mean, yeah. It, for what you do, it'd be great because you're mostly doing larger format stuff and you've got a big enough table for it. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. It, it'd be fun because it, it is a pain in the neck. The only thing, like, I'm thinking is I like to leave stuff on the table in the same mm. spot. So yep. it'd be nice to, you know, not doing that. But I tell you, it's, you know. That's why I like it, the clamp thing that you just did because like, yeah. my old CNC, when I had the X-Carve, as shitty as it was, yeah. it had all the screws yeah. in it. You know, the, yeah. the threaded inserts. And, like, yeah. every now and then I take I, – I use the vacuum table, and all I do is, like, turn off the vacuum and move it a little bit, and that's it. My registration is yeah. gone. You know? Yeah. So there is something to be that's said about kinda, uh, having hold yeah. downs. Yeah, that's what kind of scares me because I rely on that a lot. It, the, i tell you, the one thing, though, I really um, am excited about, too. There's a lot, I guess there's a lot of good things I'm excited about. You got a lot days. of good things going on. But uh, I do. I do. I got to stop being so goddamn negative all the time because life is good, you know. And I'm, I'm being serious. But I got these. J- Jeff, can you guess what these are? Good guess, Jeff. Bench dogs. Um, these are aluminum bench dogs, right? These are precision, um, precision dogs. Jay Bates has a link to them. I could uh, we could share it in the show notes, and it's nice. They they wrote like a little handwritten note. I don't know what kind of company, how big of a company is, but they're like, "Thank you for purchasing our bench dogs." But they're threaded, right, with mm-hmm. a quarter twenty, and um, and what they do is they're twenty millimeter dogs. They fit perfectly in the. Um, they make them for the Festool um, yeah, table. Yeah, the table. Yeah. Yep. And so, um, so Jay Bates, what he did was he put these all over his table, all these holes, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, I, I don't understand how that works or whatever. So I write down or take a picture every day when I start something where it is. I never realized on Mach 3, I can just say, okay, this is going to be my offset for this item. You know, you got to remember where it is. Mm-hmm. But there's at least seven of them I can do. It has seven spots. So I can have a sign working here, a sign here, and a sign here. And then I can just say, okay, this one, they go like G54, G55, G56, or however they number them. But um, they, um, you know, I could uh, just do it that way. So that way it will save each spot on my table, you know. But, like, if I get a vacuum table and I shut it off and they get moved... I'll um you know, I'll have to you know redo it so that's kind of you know a pain in the well, neck. Well, you could do a vacuum you know, as table far as with that a goes with a vacuum of, table. Like, of bench dogs though. Well, right? that's Things why these do... dog yeah that's yeah. why these dogs will be nice you know because mm-hmm. I'll have to do something like that so I'll know exactly where the dog is mm-hmm. you know so but we'll see what happens you know yeah that would be that would be cool you have a you have a uh, a rotary axis for that. Um, table too, don't you? Yes, I do. Sorry, I just dropped something. Um, oh, yeah, and it's funny. I, there. Oh yeah, I need that sticker. You Derek, can, you Derek should, has you, a really convenient fraction to decimal to millimeter conversion chart. If you're looking for one, check out www.makeeverythingshop.com slash store. <laughs> Not right, sponsored. Now back to the program. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny, I was just talking to somebody uh, 
about that. I, I have still have not used it. Two years. I'm kind of afraid to use it because I, I don't have much knowledge on how to use it. Um, but it's, um, you know, I yeah, I do have one. I got to learn how to use it because there's kind of some cool things you can do with it. And mm-hmm. I'm not utilizing it. But, yeah. yeah. You'll so. get there. I mean... Yeah. Do you have one with yours or no? Did it have anything no, uh, like no. a fourth axis? No, I could put a. I could. The thing is, it's since since mine is like Tormach, um, you know, it's a Tormach machine. It has yeah. the same ports that like their milling machine does. So it has like a fifth axis accessory port right on it. So if I plugged one in, it could just run off of. Yeah, the yeah, thing yeah. Is, yeah. Though, like the fifth axis on my machine actually. I guess thinking about it, if I had the fifth axis on my machine and a tailstock, it, it could be up yeah. to four feet long. It wouldn't care because normally their fifth ac- axis is for a milling machine where yeah, it's yeah, a yeah, part, like yeah, a, yeah, like yeah, two yeah. to three inches. But if yeah. I had the fourth axis and then a tailstock, yeah, I'm sure I could do that stuff. The thing is, it's not a well. I guess it's never spinning like a lathe. It's only just indexing slowly yes. and then the milling machine yes. is doing the work. So yeah, that would be kind of cool to try. I'm, I yeah. don't know that anyone's ever done it with my uh, machine. Maybe uh, Tormach, if you're listening, maybe I should get a four <laughs> Yeah. I tell you, so mine, I want to cut mine down a little bit because the way the guy had it, he had it going the long way. Mm. And I don't like, I don't want to leave it on the table that way because it just kind of seems in the way. But I'd like to cut it down and have it so it's, um, you know, not going, uh, you know, across the table, like sticking out over the edge because it's just kind of a pain in the ass, you know, mm-hmm. but it's, um, but yeah, I, I really want to try it because it's, it, it'd be fun to, you know, to try and to, you know, make something with, you know? Yeah, totally. But, um, sorry, that's my heat banging in the background. If you oh. can hear that, I apologize. Little steam heat. There you tick, go. Tick, tick, tick. Mine yeah, does that too, sorry. but it's because I think I got to bleed my system and I just don't have the, uh, I just don't have the ambition to do it. Yeah, I've Pain I've tried noise. draining the stuff out of it, but it just um it still makes noise. It's my tenant's apartment, so I don't give a shit. She's yeah. not here this month, so I just shut her heat off so she can freeze. But uh <laughs> So what so you've been talking a lot about um you've been talking a lot about reorganizing your shop. How's that yes. going? Um, it's going. I actually just rented a uh, place to put all my stuff in storage. This weekend, I'm going to try to start getting it out of here. And um, before I get the stuff out of my base- basement, I have to get... Um, I have a, a garage I'm renting now that I have to get stuff out of. I don't know if you just heard my phone ring. It's actually the woman I'm renting another place from. And um, that's where the stuff's going. Eventually, yeah, we're going to be building a places. shed out back. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! I, I tell you, I'm like a nomad. But um, you know, we're gonna build a shed out back and eventually put the stuff back there. Maybe with your help. If not, I'm gonna have mm-hmm. somebody just do it. But we'll see how that that works out. You know. Yeah. But yeah, so it'll be nice to kind of start to get things out of here and get a little bit of room. You know. Yeah. So you need it. Yeah. No, I know. I know. I, I really need to just stay concentrated on that and focused. So we'll see. We'll get there. Yeah, so. I'm going through the same thing right now. I'm trying to, like, get my shop. There's a, there's an area of my shop. I was talking about it on Instagram the other day. It's, like, where I do all my metal grinding, like, kind of in the corner. Yeah. And it's yeah. I got, like, a shelving unit there and, like, a, a table. And it just, like, is not – it's not doing what it needs to do for me. And it's, like, I have, yeah. like – I have storage underneath this table that has shit that I never use on it. You know, like yeah. an old Baldor grinder, a bandsaw blade welder, like stuff that hasn't been touched in like two years. So mm. I bought a, uh, a downdraft table. I think I talked about it in the last episode. Mm-hmm. And that's going to go there. Then I'm going to build a little workbench. And then I'll have like a nice dedicated grinding area with dust collection for like, you know, using the wire wheel, using the scotch bright. Like not really so much for sparks, but just to try to keep some of that dust down in the Dude. metal shop, which will be a like nightmare. amazing. Yeah. And then... Um, uh, I am. I want to get the power hammer from Paul's shop. So in order to, you know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. 
book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply do that i've got to kind of shift a few things around so i'm hoping that um i just finished all the work for that restaurant that i'm working on i finished the the bread rack which was on instagram yesterday i finished all the planters so that job's done i'm working on this bed frame for another client that job's going pretty well and so like i feel like i have a little bit more time to kind of do some like spend a day reorganizing Mm -hmm. so hopefully uh hopefully in the next couple of weeks i can make some headway in there because i really want to go to paul's and get the power hammer and like you know get it going i I, it's still there's still like a lot of work to do on the power hammer and that's like a whole project in itself Um, yeah so the only part of that that feels good is that it's paid for yeah it's funny i um you know the grinders and stuff so i had a bunch of them laying around and uh one of my brothers he was here for christmas eve and i'm like you know what take this take this take this take mm-hmm. this take this take this take this take this and i was like you know what take one of these buffers you know take a, a grinder take this two days later i'm like i need a better buffer i have like a <laughs> shitty harbor freight buffer and it just it sucks it's like the shitty one there and uh i'm like i need another one so i went to harbor freight i bought a second one right i i already had one i bought another one uh, like the bigger one of course. and even that one sucks and I'm like, I need, like, a good buffer. I was like, the one I gave my brother probably is better than both of these put together. Yep. And then the mess it makes, it's just, it's horrible. It's like, mm-hmm. it's like I don't even want to use them. Like, just shit gets everywhere. It's like, when you try, I was trying to polish some brass and stuff. I was like, what a mess it makes. It sucks. It's like, it yeah. just, it's so you know dirty and everything. helps a lot for mine is I, uh, I built, like, a wooden box and I put the buffer in it and it's like, it, it, it's hard to describe it, but it's like a shell almost. And all that, the, dude, that's what I did with the box. Right yeah. It. Yeah. It's my, it's like funny. That's what I did with the table. box. It came in. Yeah. 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 I, the box it came in, I cut it and made it into exactly that mm-hmm. and stuck the vacuum in the back. Yeah, like and, but shroud. it's funny, like ha- Yeah. But like Harbor Freight's boxes, like they use like shitty cardboard. It's like real brittle. It just like falls apart, you know. So mm-hmm. I was like, whatever. For 150 bucks, I'll use it for this job and whatever. It just it just sucks. It's like I need like a really nice buffer with like on a stand, and mm-hmm. but it just it's it just sick of buying shit, you know. Well, I'm not sick of I buying know. shit. That's a good like, like old industrial item to buy, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like yep. uh, like that's a good thing to find like at an auction for like you know even if you spend yeah. a little more money, but to get like an yeah. old you know, big one will really, I think make a difference. I got one a couple of years ago and this is like, I never, I don't really have the room or the need for it at the moment, but it's like, you ever seen the jewelers ones that are attached to the dust collector where it's like the buffer and then like a big metal box. I got one of those and it's like, I've always wanted to set it up for like smaller work, but it's like, you know, it's like one of those things. The other thing too, is it's like tiny. So yeah. when you use those those small ones, like if you try to buff like a chef's knife on one of those, you'll just stop yeah. the wheel. Yeah, you know, like yeah, that's what the hopper freight ones. It's like you shut yeah. those down so easy. Yeah, it just sucks. you've seen the big one I have in my shop, right? The big like yeah. two horsepower one, yeah, with, like, the fourteen yeah. inch wheels. That yeah. thing's like amazing, but it's almost it's terrifying to use. Yeah, because I want something like that. Something, yeah, something that will hurt me if yeah, it you had want something to. Something that'll definitely kill you. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. yeah, so. The most dangerous tool in a knife maker shop is the buffer. That's like a really? known thing. Yeah. Because the buffer will take a sharpened knife and put it right near your fucking gut or your throat. You know, yeah. like if it goes flying, yeah. you're dead. 
So, yeah, I um, I think I told the story before. When I was in high school, like we had like that co-op thing or whatever, and we mm-hmm. had, uh, and where I grew up, it was a picture frame company, and I worked there. I was like 15 years old, and I was just like in the warehouse or some bullshit. But I remember showing up one day, and there was a bunch of fire engines there and everything. And one of the workers, I I don't think he got killed, but I know he was brain damaged, like like vegetative state from a buffer. He was changing the wheel. And uh, stepped on the pedal, and oh. you know they were buff- buffing brass frames, and the, the wrench or whatever smashed him in the head. Oh. And it was sad because his wife worked there too, and she was there when it happened. I'll never oh. forget that as a kid, like one of those just horrific things. And that always stuck with me with the buffer. It's like that shit does scare me, you know, because it's one of those tools that doesn't seem dangerous you know mm-hmm. and it, it's funny because whenever i'm buffing something i'm like i'm just waiting for it to rip this out of my hands and and sometimes it's like oh this won't you know catch anything and it catches and it's like holy shit yeah. and you're like okay my fingers are here it's not in my stomach or my head <laughs> did the pot get ruined <laughs> like like it's like that's the order of operations yeah. after that happens oh i do when know? i first started making knives like the like the three tools i went and bought from harbor freight were the one by 30 grinder the buffer and like a belt yeah. sander because that was what i had like read online this is like you know yeah. probably 12 years ago when i first like, yeah. made my first knife and um i learned right away how dangerous the buffer was when i like launched a knife out of my hands and i was making small knives and that's actually like kind of the uh, argument for uh an argument for putting it in like that wooden box because it kind of limits how far the thing yeah. can go you yeah. know um but uh you know it's it's um it's deceiving how dangerous they are. The other thing that I've always found to be a problem with my buffer, it's happened twice, and you're you're in the same position because of the proximity of all the things in your shop, but two times my buffing wheels have caught on fire from MIG welding uh, sparks. Oh, really? Where a spark gets across <laughs> the room, and that, that's like the perfect thing to light on fire. Yeah. It's got wax, and it's cotton. Yeah. So two yeah. times I've had a MIG welding spark shoot across the room and I've been working and all of a sudden I can like, I'm very tuned in. I'm sure you are the same way, especially because you're a homeowner. You're tuned in mm. to the smell of something burning. Yeah. So as soon yeah. as I smell something burning, I'm like, I stop what I'm doing. And two times I've been like, something's on fire and I look over and it's the fucking buffing wheel. Well, no, it's funny. So I don't have a very good sense of smell, but when I can smell something burning, like it's like, you know, the ears go up. And it drives me insane. My wife, like, the house could be on fire. And, like, my wife wouldn't have a worry in the world. And it drives me insane. It's like, I'll be like, Christina, do you smell something burning? She's like, uh, yeah. And then she'll just go back to whatever she's doing. It's like, don't you, like, want to make sure we're not going to die? <laughs> like, like, or lose the house? Like, aren't you concerned at all? You know, she just that, that could give a shit. But you know what I've had catch on fire, uh, Meg Weldon, is uh, scotch bright pads. Like really? they're on the bench. Oh my god, the blue ones. I don't know one if of all the. Oh yeah, the blue one instantly. Really? Uh, yeah, it was like steel wool. Interesting. It went up like yeah, uh, Meg Meg uh, Spock set it off. And I wasn't sure because I'm like I was welding. And I was like, wow, I smell something burning. I pull up the helmet and it wasn't like on fire, but it was just doing that like steel wool thing, like that glow, yeah, like it embers. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, yeah, no, I've never had a Scotch break go up. That's that's a new one. I didn't know. I I, yeah. I just uh, I, you know, because I used to like, keep them all in a in a bin right on my bench, and mm-hmm. now I'm like, yeah, those aren't going over there. So yeah, not that I, I would ever I, weld in my basement, but yeah, exactly. You'd never do that. It's too dangerous. Yeah, not I anymore. always um, I always make sure that I give myself like 30 minutes after I'm done MIG welding to wait and see if anything catches on fire. Like yeah. I always like. I, I never like weld something and then run out the door. That's like a big thing. Yeah, I I don't worry too much. Down. Yeah, so. I honestly I don't worry too much about it. I don't. I, I'll take weld. I don't really make weld in the basement anymore. I might like just like tack something together. I bring it outside, but um, I have smoke detectors literally right over my welding bench, mm. and um, 
You know, so it's like, and they're hardwired through the whole house and everything like that. I have to put in, my brother-in-law does uh, fire suppression systems, and he's always like, oh, I'll give you the stuff to put in, um, you know, a water thing, you know, like a sprinkler thing. Yeah. He's like, it's easy to hook up, and I should do that, and I think I, I actually may, just because, it, you know, the stuff's it's not going to cost me anything, just some time to hook it up, you know? Yeah. And uh, just have to, you know, tap into a water line over there and just put the heads in, you know, and be fine. Yeah, but, I always, um, um, but yeah, I, I always wanted to do. Uh, have you ever seen those things? It's like a like a ball. It looks like a giant paintball, and it's like a yeah a fire yeah. Um, like a yeah. fire extinguisher ball. So that yes. company makes those, and they're they're designed. Basically, what it is is like it's a it's a a plastic ball filled with what's in a fire extinguisher. Yeah. And the idea is that when the shell of it gets hot enough or it gets exposed to flame, it melts and then explodes. And it explodes with enough velocity that it's supposed to be able to put out a fire. So, like, if you're... Let's say you had, like, a water heater in your basement and, you know, it it had, you know, cobwebs caught on fire, which is, like, something that can happen. It could put out that fire. So I've always wanted to put, like, a couple of those around my shop, especially, like, over the plasma table over the cnc like over yeah. stuff that like maybe i'll turn my back on um yeah. and you know you you never know there used to be a thing called uh the watchdog which was like basically a fire extinguisher with a sprinkler head on it and i had learned about it on um i had learned about it on um a cnc forum and it looked really cool but since since i learned about them they've been out of stock like you just can't get them so yeah. um uh, I've been thinking about doing some of the fire extinguisher balls like over certain machines and, you know, just to try yeah. to, to sell this place a little bit safer, you know? Yeah. The a funny story. the worst thing. Like, it can't, oh, yeah. can't have that. Well, 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 we did the show, you know, they got to have everything, you know, up to, mm-hmm. you know, code and everything like that. So they had went out and got a bunch of fire extinguishers. And, um, you know, Aaron was uh, saying, he goes, y- you can't get um with a carbon dioxide or whatever yeah. the you know you have to get carbon dioxide you can't get the regular powder ones mm-hmm. and um like they made a he made a big deal about it and they just like totally blew him off <laughs> and they got the wrong ones and he's like yeah he goes you set those off he goes you're gonna ruin all your camera equipment they're like what do you mean they're like the powder ones go in the air and it's like gets a, a, attracted to the electronics or something oh, like just the and it just dest- it it destroys all your camera equipment so the um director the director of photography he looked it up and he's like yeah get those out of here and yeah. they ended up going Ooh. out and buying all brand new co2 fire extinguishers those real big ones with like the big nozzles like mm. you know the you know people squirt each other in the face with that type but um, you know, like it yeah. shoots out snow or whatever it is. Yeah. But uh, they're they're real expensive. But they bought like eight of them. They had to, you know, yeah. because I mean, it was like, like uh, one of those cameras is probably worth, you know, tens. Of oh God! Of yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was just it destroyed the lenses, everything. So that's just a little little free tip for you. It's a free so tip. Go to that's carbon dioxide. Right yeah, yeah. I bet you got carbon dioxide smoke detect. I mean, uh, extinguishers in your shop, right? You must have Me? good fire extinguishers. I have yeah. So I must have twenty fire extinguishers in my shop, and then I have those really expensive titanium ones too, the Class D ones. Yeah. That I got at an auction. I They're have like eight hundred dollars each. I have one of those blue. Is it Ansel or whatever it is? There. Mm. Oh yeah, Ansel system one. The powder. Yeah, and it's so old. Somebody's like, that thing probably doesn't even work. I'm like, but I have it in case I need yeah. it. I don't know. Yeah, the Class D ones are like the flammable metal ones. They're like seven to $800 yeah. each, and I got a couple of them at an auction because I was like, I got to have them. Like, if you work with titanium or magnesium, you know, if you start a titanium fire, you'll never be able to put it out. You, you cannot extinguish oh, a uh, titanium fire. Um, with a regular yeah. fire extinguisher, so dude, I can't see the date, but I know it's got <laughs> like a it's 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 like a nineteen something. Yeah, well, once you get into so, the nineteens, I think yeah, you, uh, it's the nineteen. I think you want to go ahead and get rid of that. But it doesn't even have like a, a gauge on it or nothing, you know. Oh but yeah, no, that's no. Dude, good, I just dude. want something. Yeah, I wanted something down 
this end of the shop because I think you might have said it one time. Like, what happens if there's ever a fire at the door, you know? Mm -hmm. There's only one way out. I have a window over here, but it's covered. And I don't even know where it is behind the wall. Like, I, if I'd be <laughs> dead, dead crawling, like digging at the wall trying to get out, you know? Uh, they'd find but, your, uh, uh, they'd find fingernail uh, uh, scratches in the wall. Oh, God. Horrifying. Horrifying. So, <laughs> God forbid. But, you know, accidents yeah. happen. But, no, everybody should have a fire stingray in your shop. I mean, I have first aid kit. I actually, um, Andrew uh, Blacksmith Tools, um, he had, I actually said something. Am I going to remind him? He had mentioned a first aid kit, um, like on Amazon or something. It was like this special first aid kit or something. It had, like, certain things in it. And, um, you know, because people buy them and they got, like, fucking band-aids and bacitrace and it's like oh, yeah. man you need something that will Jesus. stop a, a traumatic wound like something yeah. like i have like it's like those blood clotting gauze things like like you, you may cut your fucking hand off dude like you're not yeah. looking to cover a splinter like you no. you could die that's you why know you need a and um yeah actually that's one thing i i want to get you know yeah. and um you know because because you just don't know you know my father used to say they don't they don't call them on purposes you know yeah. shit happens and it's like you got to be ready for it you know but he had said something but the the kit he had i think it was like expensive but it also had like you know he had like that super glue shit in there for cuts yeah, and stuff Derma like that but all that stuff yeah 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 but that that the fire extinguisher though that is i mean every shop you should have those and i know people don't think about it but you really need need that so go get a fire extinguisher go get one yeah. for your birthday if you're listening to this podcast go buy a fire extinguisher i always like yeah. think about stuff like that like the fact that we're talking about first aid kits right now i gotta go yeah. and order a new first aid kit because i know the one i yeah. have is like not great and if i don't yeah there'll be like a yeah. reason that i'm like fuck i literally could have yeah. gone and bought a new a first aid kit while we were talking about it and i didn't do it you know yeah yeah it's funny because christina's uh grandfather was a fire captain and you know he you know she was the first grandchild and it's like that's the only one you really cared about you know but um he was like you know when you stay at a friend's house you know you instantly you the first thing you ask is is you ask uh where's your fire escape where you know you remember the account you know it, he always drove into her head like fire safety because you yeah. know he's seen people die in fires you know yeah and you know, she always drove that into our kids, you know, like when they were little kids and they went over sleepover. You know, we were the parents that really ruined the good time. You know, the kids are going excited to watch a movie. And you're know, like, if the fucking house bursts into flames instead of dying with them, you know, know your escape route, you know. <laughs> and uh, and it just, we were crazy about it, you know, because it just, you know, that's, that's what happens. You know, it's like yeah. if you're not ready during an emergency you know that that's what happens you get screwed you know so yeah i mean when i used to teach classes um, at the shop i you know i had to spend a lot of time just talking about like okay here you're in my shop there's a fire extinguisher everywhere there's this is where the this yeah. is where the exit is you know like and yeah you know it's it actually was it was kind of good for me because it forced me to be a, more aware of yeah, uh, different safety things in my own space because I'm so used to yeah. it just being me, where I don't, I, yeah. I don't, I don't think about it. Like I know where the fire extinguishers are, I know where the, the exits are, you know, all that stuff. And it is kind of good yeah. to, you know, refresh your memory of that stuff. And that's what was kind of one of the benefits about having strangers in my shop, you know, pretty much every week. But you know that uh, yeah. that time has come and gone, unfortunately, with the COVID, where. Uh, I know. Probably never will have welding classes in the shop again. Which uh, I, you I was know, talking it's to funny you said that. Recently. Yeah, I, I, it's so funny you said that. I don't mean to interrupt you, but like I was thinking that, like, like, you know, they were talking on 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 the TV the other day about people like in depression and everything like that. I'm like saying to myself, like, like is that ever going to be a fucking thing again? Like, like people getting together like that, you know, it's like, it just seemed like we we're kind of getting over the hump of it and people mm -hmm. were starting to hang out and congregate. And it's like, we're taking a couple steps back and then it's like some people are kind of like running back again and hiding, you yeah. know, myself a little bit included. And then some people are like, fuck it. I don't care anymore. I'm just going to keep moving forward. And then you're going to get people in between. But I, I don't know that it's ever going to be like acceptable to be like hey i'm having 30 people over 
my shop. Like, you know, I, I mentioned I was going to be moving stuff out, and I had a ton of people reach out to me. You not one of them, but um, hey, I'll help you move. And uh, I know you would have. Yeah, I'll help you move up. into your fucking shed yeah. that we build in the Thanks. backyard. I'm not gonna. Thanks. I'm not gonna Thank encourage you, you getting you. a storage Thank unit. You. I won't do it. Yeah, I'm Thank anti you. storage. Unit. Tough love. I love it. Tough love. I love it. But um, but I was like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll take the help. But then I'm thinking like. Can I just have people come over? I mean, I would. I wouldn't have 20 people over, but I'd have people over. But it's like, it, it's crazy that you're going to fucking think of that now. Yeah. It's like, is it okay to have people come over to help me fucking move? It's like, you know, and me and Jimmy were talking about it. It's like, you know, then you got people who end up coming over. They call you. Oh, I had COVID. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people get pissed about it. And it's like, you know, at this point, it's like, you're taking risk upon yourself. Like whenever you go somewhere or you interact with somebody, you may, they may have COVID or somebody, or you may have it and give it to them. Like you have to accept that as part of the reality now, you know, and it just kind of sucks. You know, it's like, you know, not that everything was great before, but it's like, like it it just, I don't know. It's just kind of a bummer. It's like, you know, I, I, you know, a social person and I like, you know, get together with people and um, you know you got workbench con coming up, and mm-hmm. it's like, is that even going to happen? Yeah, you they know? they actually did like an Instagram live the other day, and they were talking yeah. about it. And basically, it's going to be it's going to be a mask mask mandate inside, which I'm not surprised, right? Because everything inside has masks. But they're going to do. I think they're going to. I think they're asking for a vaccine, either proof of a vaccination or a negative COVID test to come into the event. Yeah. Um, and yeah. that's one of the reasons why. <sighs> They're not allowing like they somebody asked it was like a, a Instagram live and somebody asked if you could buy like a single day pass because you can't yeah. come for the whole weekend. And the person yeah. was like, well, that's one of the reasons why we can't offer that, because then we have to then like vaccine check every person, you know, and like, yeah, we don't want to have to do that with people that are just coming for the day. And I, I get it. You know, it's like, um, you know, I mean, there's there's a lot of reasons why I can't really do the welding classes in, in person anymore. But a big one of them is that, you know, I, I've said it a million times with Angela going back and forth from the hospital every day. Like I could have COVID at any moment. So, like, I don't like my friends and people that interact with me on a daily basis. I feel like, you know, you guys all like kind of know the risk. Like if you're going to spend time with me, you know, like my wife's a nurse. You, I could have COVID. You could get it. But like some yeah. random person coming to my shop taking a welding class and i literally gotta be like i can't be six feet away from them i gotta be literally like holding their hands while i teach them how to move the mig gun if i give that person covid you know it's like i can't i just can't do it so i don't know yeah i mean i see craig the barefoot forge is testing himself every day with a rapid test yes that's stupid though why Oh, he's teaching classes. I was mm-hmm. going to say, why, why wasting them? You know, no, he's doing it because every day he has students, and he's, you know, that's his main yeah. business, though. You know, like his main business is teaching classes. Like that's essentially all that he does there. You know? Yeah. So yeah. he can't just decide I don't want to teach classes anymore, like I did. But it's just, I don't know. It's crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's nuts. Uh, hold on one second here. I hate to. Um like put a a pause on this but my neighbor just texted me he said that there's cop cars all over my neighborhood and helicopters over my house oh great i want to make sure my doors are locked he's just texting he goes what the hell is going on he goes his name his helicopter's over our house well maybe they found out that pinto went to epstein's maybe pinto went to epstein's island and now they're coming for you (laughs) as an accomplice all right hold on one second well, now I don't have Paul to, like, talk to while Derek's not here. It's just basically, it's just me by myself. Oh, he's coming back. Don't worry, guys. He's back. All right. That's all battened down. Everything's okay. all locked up. Perfect. That's weird. But, um, but yeah, they found no, out that it's... You, uh, uh, they found out that you were running a... A sign shop yeah. in the basement. Yeah, they're looking. The SWAT team's looking for a cool sign. That's right. But That's um, right. but no, it's um, it is. It's just kind of sad, you know. That it's like you know, shit. But um, as far as the the testing thing and the Vax card, it's like, I get it. But the only thing I don't understand about that, and not to make it a, a vaccination thing, they're gonna check everybody 
you have to have a negative test or a vaccine. But why not check everybody? Because it's if you're vaccinated, doesn't mean you can't get it. So, oh yeah, like 100%. the people who are vaccinated might be sick, and they get everybody sick. So, like either yeah. test everybody or don't test anybody. Like I, yeah, I just I mean, don't understand. Like you have to treat the, it like an airplane. Logic, you know what I mean? I, yeah. When I fly home from yeah. the Dominican Republic, everybody that gets on the airplane has to get tested, which I, I get it. You know, it's like yeah. So, but yeah, um, yeah, exactly. It's uh, irrelevant I mean, if you're vaccinated or not. You still might have it. But that being said, but it's just. I, the, I 100% plan on taking advantage of the fact that I don't have to try to find a COVID test two days before WorkbenchCon, and I'm just going to oh, yeah, no, oh, yeah, so yeah, so yeah, no, that's oh yeah, 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 no, that's great. I totally understand. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That that's yeah, but I don't know. That's that's a story for another time. What have you been watching? What have I been watching? Um, you know what? That's a good question because I actually been watching something kind of interesting. As opposed I thought to something that's not fire interesting. Fire on Grove Street, my wife said. Um, yeah, no, it's um, this guy. He's amazing. I don't want to say he's amazing because I don't want to get freaking crazy. All right, so given somebody, but I, amazing. but I thought he was, but I, I thought, I thought he was pretty good. It is, where is it here? New Yorkshire Workshop. And okay. the video I, I watched, he carved. Um, a handrail and he made a turntable the turntable had like 3 million views actually all of his videos have over a million views he's got like 5 or 6 videos they all have over a million views this guy's got to be making these things and be like this is fucking easy money dude just make a video it's a million views but um, yeah the turntable he makes is unbelievable it's like it's just it's all made out of plywood and then he um he like he puts like bubinga veneer on it mm-hmm. like high high polish built up you know finishes yeah, yeah, on yeah. them and it's just it's just unbelievable but he carves this handrail it's just unbelievable but um but yeah that's what i've been watching nice the new yorkshire workshop yeah how about yourself uh, yeah how about what yourself have i been watching i don't know I've been um I watched a good video recently. Well, Jason's video from Oh Fireball god. <laughs> was, uh, I watched that last night. It was that great. was unbelievable. Jason's the best. Um Yeah, that was um, dude, I thought he was going to get hurt. I know. Uh That was ridiculous. I, I it was just like he it was just a, a well-done video and showing his process yeah. and like he's just such a smart guy. Um Yeah. And uh I you know it was definitely cool. I was I was hoping that this, these things were going to be like way faster. I got to be honest. I was yeah, hoping that yeah. Would like rip. Um, yeah. But it was still pretty cool to watch and go through the process. I love those kind of videos. But um, Jason gets Jason uh, gets gets everything. Like every time he does a video, he gets it right. You know. Yeah. Like he just like does yeah. it perfect. But I did watch uh, yeah. a really cool video on. Um, this guy took a Harbor Freight trailer and turned it into a teardrop camper, like totally from scratch. And this guy, yeah. his thing is woodness goodness. Is that Jimmy like Durastis? No, no. <laughs> you can't sleep in Jimmy's uh, camper. It's oh. funny. This guy's camper just has a what bed is it and called? no kitchen. And Jimmy's camp- camper just has a kitchen and no bed. Woodness goodness. Oh, they, should, they should get together. Yeah. Anyway, it was a it was a cool video. Um, you know, he just did a really good job. It's like yeah. it's one of those projects. It's like when I watch those types of videos, I'm always like, man, I want to just be able to take a project like that and spend like a year working on it. You know, like I want to like yeah. decide I'm going to build something like that and just like not have a deadline and just get it done whenever it's done. And I, I never get that luxury. It's funny, I used to. Like when yeah. I, before I was in my shop, I rebuilt a couple motorcycles and I would just start them yeah. and they would be done whenever they were done and i'd work on them every day all day while i was like at my day job i'd be thinking about that project like looking stuff up online like super excited to like yeah. go and work more on it and not to say that yeah. i don't get excited about the projects i'm doing now but they're all short-term projects usually for someone else so i yeah I yeah, be yeah done with those you know like, yeah i can't wait to be done with with i probably have another six weeks of client work to finish and then 
I'm gonna take a, a, a real break from doing client work and just work on like the laundry list of stuff I want to do. You know? Yeah. I'm so yeah. excited for that. It seriously feels like I'm like it feels like I'm finishing, like, like uh, a semester of school, and I like can't wait for vacation to like get these couple <laughs> projects done. Um, but you know, everything's everything else is is good. We got. And I guess I can finish my update. My house is completely gone upstate. Yeah, hundred percent. Looks on it looks unbelievable, dude. It's, without the it's house, crazy. it's crazy. So unreal. When you go up there, when you go yeah. up there next, and you see the way the property looks without anything there, it's nuts. It looks so good. Um, when the snow is gone, it'll really make a yeah. difference because the snow kind of like makes it a little hard to understand, but. Um, I'm so happy with that and that that project's done. And now I'm just excited to work on the next thing up there. So it's going to be a busy year. Yeah. Got a lot to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No shit. No shit. Uh, yeah. Well, thanks everybody for listening. And hopefully yeah. Paul returns from the Caribbean. Um, yeah. Comes back unscathed. We'll see him next week. If, oh, you know what? Uh, it's coming up in a little while, but you might as well make your plans for it now. Um, let's, let's find my moving party. What? My moving party or we got a couple events. We got Derek's moving party and we also have the, uh, Catskill mountain maker camp, 2022 hammer in the first hammer in of 2022. The first event up at the Catskill mountain maker camp. Uh, this is a free event, February 18th to the 20th. So it's a little bit more than a month away. Um, And then Austin actually put up a schedule for an event in February, March, May, and July. So very cool. Uh, Be awesome for uh, for people to kind of get together up there. And I'm I'm pretty sure he wrote that all the events up until the Maker Camp will be free. Um, And obviously, if you want to stay on the campus, you can stay at the Blackthorn, and you'll be right there, and uh, you'll have a great time. Everything. Every one of those events is super fun, and you never know who's going to you know, make it into town uh, to check them out. So, yeah, yeah. check out the Catskill Mountain Maker Camp. Nice. That's nice. it. So yeah, good right. luck with your move. I won't be there to help. But, yeah, um, that's all right. That's we'll, all right. We'll, we'll, we'll start on the uh, Derek Cromaldin storage shed coming soon. Yeah. Beautiful. All right, buddy. Thank you. See everybody next week. Thanks for listening. Bye, Jeff. Thank, thank you. Save big money on your outdoor project now at Menards. We have everything you need to keep your outdoor power equipment running smooth so you can keep that lawn in tip-top shape or enjoy some time on your boat. Right now, all FVP, lawn and garden, and marine batteries are on sale through May 5th. Check out our entire selection of FVP batteries today and view our weekly flyer on Menards.com for more great deals. Save big money at when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.